Welcome to Solars and Science. Here on this podcast, we aim to discuss ideas associated with Judeo-Christian thought, as well as ideas associated with scientific perspectives and scientific thinking. So, in everything, we aim to give thanks and see God's goodness, not for everything, but in everything. The topic for today's discussion is the Divine Mediator. The world can create trouble and peace, but God can create peace and trouble. Where are we now in the world? Where are you now? I submit to you today that wherever you find yourself, be it on the mountain, He is Lord, and even in the valley, He is Lord. Hebrews 1 and 3 says, The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Let's pray. Jesus, we give you thanks. We we are grateful for this opportunity to come to your word and learn and study from you. We pray that we leave transformed and we thank you for your grace that's operating in our lives in jesus name amen so because of what jesus did in his death on the cross and resurrection through the power of the holy spirit we can walk in the fulfillment of the new covenant of grace this evening we want to discuss jesus the divine mediator Scriptures for today's study are Isaiah 40, Jeremiah 31, 2 Peter 1 and 4, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, Psalms 33, and Genesis 1. So turn with me in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 7 to Hebrews chapter 10. Turn with me in your Bibles. We're going to read through a few passages throughout that, and then we're going to focus in on a few passages. So, starting with chapter 7. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace, without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest continually. So we understand that we go from the Abrahamic covenant to the Noahic covenant, the Mosaic covenant, and then to the new covenant. So let's continue reading. Hebrews chapter 8 Now of the things which we have spoken, this is the Son. Starting at verse 1. We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, minister of the sanctuary, and of the true tabernacle which the Lord pitched and not man. For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices, Wherefore it is of necessity that this man has somewhat also to offer. For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest, 
seeing that they are priests and offer gifts according to the law, who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For seeing, saith he, that he maketh all things according to the pattern should thee in the mount. But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant which is established upon better promises. And we also know that every promise of God is yes and amen. So continue on in verse 7, for if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. For this is the covenant, jumping down to verse 10, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws into their mind, and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. In that he saith, A new covenant he hath made the first old, and all that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. And just before we continue reading, I just want to point out that the Greek word, for no in Hebrews chapter 8 verse 11 is genosiko or genosiko which is defined as to come to know, recognize, perceive or especially through personal experience or experiential knowing and that points to our relationship with God knowing him personally as our savior so going to chapter 9 Looking at verses 11, 15, 16, 17, and 28. So, chapter 9, verses 11. But Christ being come and high, priests of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. And then going to verses 15, 16, and 17. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Verse 16, for where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is a force after men are dead, otherwise it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. So jumping down to verse 24 then 28, for Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. It's powerful. Verse 28, so Christ was offered, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. And 4 verses 10, we're going to read 16 through 18. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my, my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Aware of remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. This is God's word. 
God the Father, author and finisher had a master plan. You know, we will focus in on several verses in these chap in those chapters as we read the scripture. I want you to think about four main questions that we want to answer this evening. What is a mediator? How is Jesus our mediator? Why do we need a mediator? And how does Jesus being our mediator make the difference in our everyday life? So what is a mediator? I pose a question to those listening. A mediator is essentially an impartial third party who aims to create agreement between two parties. These parties can be in disagreement or disalignment or essentially not in unity. A mediator can be a diplomat, a lawyer or some knowledgeable party who can stand the gap, fill the need and reach final resolution for a particular situation. Hebrews tells us that in chapter 1 verses 1 through 2 that God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoke to us by his son whom he hath appointed heir of all things by whom he made the worlds so from these verses we understand the final words from God is in Jesus Jesus is the fulfillment and the exact representation of God's character So was a mediator. In this context, a mediator brings resolution, the final word, and provides the basis for unity and agreement. It is important for us to understand the idea when we think of our walk with the Lord. We are able to have a relationship, a personal, experiential relationship, agreement, and unity in the spirit with the Lord. or to have the indwelling of the holy spirit because of Jesus's finished work on the cross and his resurrection Jesus was and is the mediator who has brought the resolution to the disalignment between God and man why was there disalignment let's look at Genesis 1 let's go to Genesis 1 Why was it disallowed? Genesis 1. Keep, in, keep this in mind, all scripture is profitable. The man of God will be complete in every good work. So let's look at Genesis 1 and 2. Jumping down to verse 26. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth so god created man in his own image in the image of god created he him male and female created he them and god blessed them and god said unto them be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth So in Genesis 1 and 2 we see and God said that there be and there was and still is and there will be. However, for the creation of man it was and is his design that we reflect him. We reflect the exact representation. We reflect Christ. Let us make man in our image. In the image of God he created him. divine image bearers with a set blueprint and original design 
However, sin entered the situation, and man's decision to disobey God was cosmic treason against God. God's holiness is so great that it requires, and by His grace, He enables us to fulfill those requirements. The higher, the better, the perfect way is will. We missed the mark of God's standard, and this resulted in the problem for man. The curse or empowerment to fail and the struggle that sin brought about was the issue. However, the story does not end there. God, who is the author and finisher of our faith, provided in Jesus the perfect plan of salvation and redemption. God the Father provided in Jesus our and the divine mediator, the solution to man's greatest problem, the solution to sin. The solution is Jesus and his finished work on the cross and his resurrection over death, hell and the grave. So I pose this question, how is Jesus our mediator? He is our mediator since through him, through his perfect life, through the, through the reality and finality of his death and resurrection, through his fulfillment of the law and prophecies, we have the opportunity for mediation, for agreement, for unity, for the opportunity to walk in the fulfillment of the new covenant, which Jeremiah 30 and 22 says, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. And Jeremiah 31 verses 34 says, No more shall every man teach his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For they all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and their sin I will remember no more. The Hebrew word for know, one of the definitions of the Hebrew word yada, points that can be understood as relating to intimate friends or acknowledgement. So intimate awareness and intimate relationship is what we can understand in this context. Intimate or unified relationship with the Lord through Jesus by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So why do we need a mediator? Why do we need a mediator? We need a mediator because we were fallen and some of us on this planet still are. God's image was not being expressed and his creation and as his creation we were designed to reflect him, to reflect Christ, to represent him on earth. From creation we see, let us make man in our image and likeness. God's divine intention, the central tenet of his plan is for us to reflect him to be a reflection of him on the earth. Let's provide more context using an everyday scenario. For example, let's discuss the New Testament or New Covenant. If someone dies, their last will and testament is read. Typically, it is stated as the last will and testament, not will or testament, will and testament. Their will is the intent or design for their personal possessions, the testament is the promises, provision, and arrangements they have or own. In short, their will is the how, and their testament is the what. So in the same way, I submit to you that as we seek to grasp God's will or how he wants us to live our lives, we can look to the scripture and see God's will. Thessalonians 5 and 18 In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 
not for everything, but in everything. God's will for us in Christ is centered around us keeping divine perspective on our circumstances. Simply put, being grateful for what He has done is doing and will do. Fixing our eyes on Him, as Hebrews talks about, and in that way we behold Him not transformed into His image from glory to glory. Daily becoming a reflection of Jesus, daily becoming and reflecting the exact representation of God's character, who is Jesus Christ. So how does Jesus being a mediator affect our daily lives? Or how does Jesus being a mediator make the difference in our everyday life? So as we appropriate the new covenant in our daily lives, we should do it in gratitude for what God has done for us and in us, recognizing that it is by the power of the Holy Spirit that the work is being completed, and we have assurance to the, to the day of redemption, as seen in Ephesians 1 verses 11-14, in Him, according to the purpose of Him, who accomplishes all things according to the counsel of His will, we who first hoped in Christ have been destined and appointed to live for the praise of His glory. In Him, you also who have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and have believed in Him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, which is a guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of His glory. So pray for me as I pray for you, and be encouraged. This ends this episode of Solars and Science. I hope you learned something. I hope you gained some information, gained your perspective. And I pray God's blessings on you as you continue and move forward with your life. Trusting Him each step of the way. Recognizing that He is sovereign. He is in control. He makes all things work together for good. Even if we can't see it initially, we know that He sees the big picture. And we can trust in Him knowing that He makes all things work together for good. Romans 8 and 28. 